Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and Bulldog fans everywhere. We are just pumped up to be welcoming each and every one of you back to the Start Vegas Report. As always, I'm your co-host, Colton Watson. And I'm your other co-host, Gavin Lacazino. And we're going to do things a little bit different. Uh, first, we're going to talk about that incredible uh, win last night, that frustrating game, all, all game, that back-and-forth affair in Denton, Texas versus the Richmond Spiders and talk about what's to come for men's basketball. I'm going to be honest. I did not think we'd be pushing April and still talking about basketball. Yeah. I had, we're, we are guys, we are less than a week from April and we're still talking, we're still playing basketball, which is incredible. Um, to be honest, I thought we would be talking about women's basketball and we're not. Yeah. (laughs) So a little bit surprised on both accounts. Um, then we're going to talk about uh, a little bit about the midweek game. Um, there's not too much to glean from that. And then we're going to get on to, of course, this monstrous series against Arkansas. Only the third time in the history of the sport that the number one and number two team has met in the regular season featuring SEC teams. It's happened a few more times than you would think without SEC teams. Yeah. Uh, but just third time amongst the SEC. So, going to get started for y'all. Uh, we're going to talk about... Um, that basketball game first. Uh, first off, no Tolu Smith. Contact tracing. He has tested negative. We do not know if he'll be back for Saturday, but he potentially could. And I doubt he'll start if he comes. But we needed him. Uh, Richmond was missing some guys too. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna act like there wasn't guys missing over there, and that we just should have won the whole thing, and that it could have been different if they had guys playing. But both teams are missing guys, so I don't think that we need to. Uh, split that hair too much. I know that our size was one of the biggest advantages in the first half, and having a more pure score down low like Tolu Smith I think makes the game a runaway. But, again, I, I can't – I haven't watched a Richmond game this year. I don't know who they were missing. I, I know who they were missing, but I just don't know how that would have affected our style of play. But DJ Stewart calls game with two seconds left on a pull-up three in transition. Did you get to watch the, the end of the game? Uh, I watched like literally the last thirty seconds. I was at dinner. What did you think about it? It was crazy. It was. <laughs> I, I did thought, you see a dude miss the free throws? Yes. Okay. And I was, and I thought that was the nail in the coffin. I did too. I, a lot of people did. Like yeah. I was like, it's, it's done. I was like, I was getting ready to talk about this on the show. I was like, we're gonna make sixteen out of sixteen free throws, then miss two to end up sixteen for eighteen, which is a great clip. And then we're gonna talk about how we lost the game because of free throws. We're gonna shoot amazing from the stripe and still lose the game because of free throws. Yep. I was, I was. This is ridiculous. And also, Abdullah Du, who only got to play 26 minutes because of one of the most trash officiating crews I've ever seen. Uh, it, they were bad for both teams down the stretch. They were way worse for us, but they were bad for both teams, and uh, it was embarrassing. I, I, that's worse than any SEC crew we've had this year. I yeah. think. Uh, and and we've had little, some bad ones. I watched the first half, and then I watched the end of the second half. Yeah. And they the, were awful. The the first two or three calls, I was like, okay, there's a ticky-tacky, but they're going against Richmond. That's like the first two minutes of the game. So I wasn't that bad with it. And then it got bad. It yeah. it was bad. There were some times where people weren't touched and were called fouls. They would make, there were some times people would get bodied and they wouldn't call anything. And then they'd make up for it with a ticky-tack call. Two mm-hmm. wrongs do not make a right. If you're ever, if you're a, a, a first and second grade peewee referee, two, making another call, that shouldn't have been called because you missed one that should have been never never helps. Okay, it never helps the situation. So DJ Adula uh, dude goes to the line had a had a good night statistically was very very helpful uh, to the team and then I was going to be really really upset if he 
if we lose in his career on him missing two free throws to tie yeah. the game. That would have been tragic. We get the foul immediately off the miss. Uh, and then turns out the guy that's going to be kicking himself about missing free throws doesn't didn't wear maroon. He was in Richmond white and red. It was red, blue, and white. Kind of like an old Miss deal. Yeah. I don't know. It reminded me of the Liberty uniforms. Yeah, it was very similar to Liberty. Similar to with spiders with the across Navy. The chest. With the Navy. I think Ole Miss gets away from the Navy more often than not now. They try to run right. that powder stuff. Yeah. But uh, free throws, the egg is on the face of the other team. DJ and Iverson Molinar were outstanding. Uh, 22, five assists for DJ. No rebounds. That's a little bit odd. No rebounds. Um. 18.7 boards and three assists for Iverson. Uh, you love to see that. Iverson was dominant early, and then DJ kind of poured it on late. DJ was really the only one making threes. We said earlier we made every free throw until Adu blew those two, and it didn't matter. Um, Adu had eight points, 11 rebounds, three assists, some nice assists, really nice assists, and a couple blocks. I think he was on the board as having two, which I know is wrong because he had three in one possession. I saw that. <laughs> so I know that's incorrect. But hopefully the, the Mississippi State people that keep up with those records can uh, do a little bit better than the ESPN stat. So I think we had a great game from Adu. Uh, free throws be darned at the end. I'm not going to hold that against him. Um, Javian Davis, I think, did all right. I'm, I've been a big Javian Davis hater. I think he does need a little bit be a little bit better. He had some turnovers. Uh, I don't like him shooting those threes, but he made one. So I can't really say, complain too much. Derek Fountain, I didn't think had a good game. Uh, had some looked kind of soft, looked a little bit timid. I was fading away from the basket on some of his shots. Had the ball ripped out of his hands. Uh, but they're young. We'll be all right. Turnovers were awful, and they've been awful. Even the games we've won, I feel like we turned the ball over. That's kind of our thing. And Richmond turns the turns the ball over a lot on defense. They're they're a a good defensive team, and that's kind of their game plan. They want to spread you out get into your teeth uh, right across half court and make you throw bad passes, and they did. It worked. Uh, doesn't help the, I mean, some of those turnovers, I'm sure, are bad calls on travels and stuff because their officials, like we discussed, did not have a good night. But we won the game. None of that matters. We're still playing. Uh, we get to – we are postponing this episode. We've been playing about how we review the season and every yeah. single episode – they they keep making every us single move it back. every single game makes that re- episode get better and better. Yeah. You know that review. Uh, Gavin, I got a question. This is my hot take. Okay. Is Ben Highland the best NIT coach of all time? I mean, I don't pay close enough attention to the NIT unless we're in it to really debate this. Right. So. I mean, I couldn't name anybody better than him. I mean, it's kind of a joke, but what it, yeah. what, it, what I mean by that is we've played well in the NIT the last couple of years yeah. now. We've been. Well, I guess we went in 2018 and then this year. That's not – We kind of talked about this. I don't this. want to be known as the NIT gurus. No. And we, we kind of talked about this a little bit last week. Been in the NIT nine times out of ten in our matchups, we have the more athletic team. That's right. We have the better and we, players. And we definitely have the more athletic yeah. team now. The younger, more ex- still younger, inexperienced, maybe you could argue undisciplined on offense. Right. But so the most ben, athletic team left in the tournament by far. Ben it's, could still get out coached, and our athleticism will just go win games against right. schools That's like a good Richmond. Point. Well, okay. Good point. 
Last year we played Louisville. Penn, last time, 2018, we played Louisville, Penn State, and Baylor. Right. We lose to Penn State and beat Louisville and Baylor. So there, that that's a little bit different right. there. That's different. But in this one, this yeah. year though, we've just been out athleting other teams to an extent. So uh, definitely, as from a, from a big man perspective, and I, I think if Tolu was in that game yesterday. The way we have already said it, the way his size plays against that team, I think he would have been in a lot better shape. But doesn't matter. Won the game. He might be back. We uh, what I think is interesting is you know we were one of those teams that wasn't even supposed to be in the NIT. We had to wait on other people to decline their invitation. Yeah. I mean, we definitely belong there. We're in the semifinals. Uh, we've there's only four teams out. Of the, we're one of the last four out of the sixteen. Uh, so it's not it's not a we've proved it's proven it's not a fluke. We've proven, or at least demonstrated, that when Ben Hallen's team has nothing to play for, they do all right. Right. I guess the only game that that mattered was against against Alabama in the SEC tournament. You can kind of say you had something to play for. Yeah. I still think you have to win that tournament to go to the NCAA, and that's just unexpected. That's but, a but, but the play well, the players can't think that way. So right. I would say that you had something to play for after you win that first game, at least. Um, even even in Kentucky against Kentucky, you play great the first half dominate them and then have a terrible second half and scrape off a win. But if you uh playing great in that in that first half is more like okay, we're just here to have fun and and see what we can do. And then yeah. once you get a lead, you're like, okay, we might can do this and then yeah. you the pressure builds you up. You start overthinking. I feel stuff. like when the pressure is off, he does great. Yeah. I'm this Ben Howell's keeping his job and he was keeping his job whether we went to this tournament or not, just so y'all know. But with the experience that these guys are getting, some guys are getting playing time. You've got two, both Smiths uh, going to be back. You've got Derek Fountain, Javian Davis, who's going to be back. Javian Davis is, or Quentin Poe is going to have to be a second big man. DJ Stewart is the only one we're not 100% positive about, but we still expect him back. Uh, of, of course, Abdullah Dude, unless something crazy happens, he could te- technically come back, but he probably won't. Um, and we know Iverson Molinar is coming back. He's already stated this team could do it next to do something next year. Yeah. Especially if i if you got, if those three guards, I think DJ shoots fine. I think Iverson shoots fine when he's open. Yeah. If Davon and Iverson become more knockdown, I think it could be deadly. If you add a, 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 thir- a third scoring option, I guess it'd be a fourth scoring option. Yeah. Because we know Iverson, Tolu and DJ can score. You add a fourth scoring option that can shoot. Uh, you'll be really helpful. I, you've got to change the offense. I, I not necessarily change it, maybe, but if you get more mature and you take the best shots all the time and the team gets a little bit better at executing it, it can be better. But I just don't see – I don't think a Ben Howland offense makes a deep run. No. You've, you've All these teams in the tournament these days, they play good defense and they're great offensively. Yeah. I don't – find me find me the NCAA team. Loyola's one. But find me one of these NCAA tournament teams – that are for every one you find that wins games by being good on great on defense and okay on offense, I could find you three that are the opposite. I think it's just not working anymore. Not that it doesn't have its moments. We limited Alabama and almost had a chance to win those games. We we shut down Ole Miss uh, some other times where it's been just really helpful. And, it, and defense was what probably the catalyst in both of these uh, last games that we won. Because those are both really good offensive teams, and Louisiana Tech is a high-scoring team as well. Uh, we've, something's got to change. I don't know if it's for just you got to bring in players that can score. Because I feel like we've got players that can score. I think it's more you got to change something up. Yeah, and I agree. We'll see. Won seven out of our last nine games. Seven of our last nine. 
That's good. That's, that's, that's insane. <laughs> I mean, again, you, you win a couple of those games where Iverson Molinar was out. If he's back, if you win one of those, you win two or three more SEC games, you might be in the tournament. Mm-hmm. And ever since we got destroyed at home by Vanderbilt, one of the worst teams in the league, we've been on a, a bit of a tear. You know, you lose that game to Alabama and to Auburn. Should have won the one at Auburn, but you're playing your best basketball down the stretch. All right. So we're going to get off basketball and move over to baseball. Everybody is super excited. So before we do baseball, Gavin, how's, football, ball. Going? how's football going? It's uh, it's kind of similar to what I had last week because last night's practice pads got moved. Came on. Right. Yeah, put on pads this week. Uh, what practice got moved? Yesterday's Thursday? practice. So today? No, it got moved to late at night, so I didn't go. Oh, I saw the lights were on late last yeah. night. I was wondering. Yeah, I didn't see anybody moved. there. It was a uh, seven to ten last night. Okay, I drove about like eleven. <laughs> but we got. I was out there on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and it was awesome. Uh, the guys, like I said, I'm not allowed to go into specific details on who looks good, who looks okay. Uh, but there's a lot of interesting stuff going on. I think y'all are gonna be really excited. It's encouraging. Yeah, yeah. It's very. It's all can everything. You, can you give the team a, an F through A grade? I mean, it's kind of tough because you're seeing one-on-ones. Right. Uh, right now, I'd say the offense is probably in in comparison. Would you say A is like we're winning a natty with this? No, like A, like A plus is the absolute best we could expect from this group that we have, and F okay. is the opposite. I'd give like, the night, night, so even the absolute best is the absolute best we can expect a natty. I don't, I don't know, right. Right. I think the abs- honestly, I, I think we could expect if the absolute best we could expect is forty nine points a game or yeah, something. Yeah, but I don't um, think that's. that's I give the offense a, a B plus, and the defense a B. Okay, so like, you're holding opponents to 21, 24 points. Right. You're holding well. That's in college football these days. That's actually really good. Yeah. So we'll think about that. And you're holding. Uh, you're scoring thirty nine. Yeah, I would expect. In college that football, it's high scoring. Thirty nine points is not even that much anymore. Right. But. I like that. All right. Yeah, they look good. So, midweek review. Interesting fact, Arkansas played two midweek games. A little bit more weary. Uh, I don't think – I don't see how that helps. I don't think it helps. Right. It it doesn't – I wish we'd have played our game on Tuesday, maybe, but not really anymore. We didn't burn any pitchers. No. Yeah, anybody that threw on Wednesday can throw now. Right. Nobody threw too many pitches. Uh, we destroy UNA 18-1. to 1. Our RPI still probably dropped. Uh, I think we would have had to win by 25 or something. There, now, there's not a formula for that that I know. I'm, there is, but I don't know it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I'm not going to do that math. But our that was – that team is good. We, we needed to play the game. I, I originally said we needed to get canceled. I wanted it canceled. I, I, I retract that uh, because RPI will work itself out. What's We needed to be, get some guys some work. We needed Spencer Price to get an inning, and he did. You need Riley Self to get a couple of pitches, and he didn't do good. Um, but that's okay. You need a Houston Harding especially to get an inning. You needed these guys to get some work. Um, did we see get Dylan Carmouche on Wednesday? We saw like nine pitchers. Yeah. Nine or ten. Yeah. Did we? We did see Dylan Carmouche, yeah. Okay. So, that's good because um, that's another guy that I think could be a factor this uh, in these um, – in this – what am I trying to say? Excuse me. Could be a factor in the uh, – decisions this weekend is Dylan Carmouche. So I'm glad that he got some work. Let's see. Yeah, he was in there. Stone Simmons, Cam Tuller, a lot of guys. So I'm 
glad we played the game. Glad we won the game. Committed no errors. That was some of the things you got to look at. You can't read too much into it. Maybe it'll get some bats started hot, but I don't know. I mean, some of the ones that you need to get hot, Scotty DeBrule got, like, just a couple at bats. Uh, Rowdy Jordan got one at bat in between a couple hit by pitches, mm-hmm. and he didn't get a hit on that one at bat that some of the guys need to get hot. So, don't know as far as getting guys started how it's going to do. Um, but we'll see. And God bless poor Rowdy. He's been hit by pitch, I think, eight times. Yeah, somewhere around there. I don't know the exact number, but I know it's a lot. I had it. I had the exact number right now. I'm gonna find out because it's 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 actually ridiculous. Yeah. Poor rat. We had a we've had a lot of hit by pitches. Rowdy Jordan has been hit by pitch six times. Six <laughs> times. That's that's a lot. That yeah. is that is we've been hit by pitches as a team. Let's see. Twenty two times, and he's six of those. So as a team, as a, he's more than a quarter. Yeah. Of all of them. <laughs> that's incredible. Anyway, um, talking about uh. The lineup shift, though. So we changed the lineup this week. Very uh, interesting. Very, very interesting. So we all thought, we're like, Scotty's got to be hurt. Or COVID. Yeah. There's no way. You know, he had a bad, a really bad Friday and Saturday. He had a hit Sunday, and he had a really good game against Samford before LSU. Mm-hmm. He's not getting benched. Scotty comes out as a substitute. Yeah. So he's definitely okay. Yeah, he's fine. The lineup, so they, they again they put in Leggett at second. He and he's down at the end of the order at seventh, and they let Skinner lead off. I like that. I, I I do too. I think it would work if Leggett's as solid defensively as DeBrule is. Who I think has been great. Yeah, I think it works. Do we know from the UNA game that it worked though? I no, mean, Skinner no. had Skinner had several hits. Scotty had hits. Leggett had hits. I think Leggett was this, two for this six. This is a hot take. But we were actually talking about, like, being dead serious during the game. I think my junior year, my high school team could beat UNA. You think? Dead serious. And how many tries? Just one. One try. You'd beat them. Yeah, we'd beat them. One game series, we'd win. A one game series? Yep. We would win. Ah, look. It's kind of like the argument 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 you had every year when the Browns are really bad. Would Bama Bama beat the Browns? Would Ohio State beat the Browns? Absolutely not. No. The Browns would would mow the field, would would absolutely destroy Alabama or Ohio State. I mean, that's just – I don't know if that translates. This D1, it's not even like a bad D3. But we had – my junior year of high school, we had six guys play SEC ball, and one of them's in the MLB right now. Is that – who's that? Riley? No, Blaze Jordan. Blaze Jordan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, is he in spring training? He's not. He's, no, he just not got yet. drafted, right. so he he's just, not an MLB. Right, but he's he's an MLB player. He was well. He was drafted. Right. He's been. He's in pro ball. He's yeah. not an MLB. Right. He's a professional player. Still though, that's yeah. I mean, I think we'd beat him. <laughs> you might. That's that's actually a good point. Six position players or pitchers? Oh, one pitcher and five positions. Five. Players. So you have five SEC. We'll say five, and then Blaze is six. So six SEC position yeah. players yeah. on the same team. And then Cade Smith on the mound. Yeah, if he's a starting pitcher, yeah. then yeah. because yeah. He, I think we'd take him. You might. <laughs> I, I'm gonna well, look, they're still 18-year-olds. Right. But still. I'd, Blaze is 16. Yeah. At that point, yeah, Blaze would be 16. If you took all those guys now, oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Okay. Well. Just an interesting hot take. All right, right, so we're going to get into who we're going to pitch this week because it was a little bit interesting. So we knew that everybody knew Sarantola was done. I feel bad for him, 
if one of these games get long in the scoring, uh, I doubt it. I doubt anybody trounces another one. But if one of these games is on the story we might see him this weekend, I don't expect it. I wish he had, I would I would have liked to get him an inning in the midweek yeah. when we were winning really bad. That's I think the only chance he's got is you have to put him in pressure situations that aren't really pressure situations because his his whole thing is he he doesn't have mental toughness and I hate saying that about somebody because that's that's a as an athlete that's like the worst criticism you can have. You're yeah. not mentally tough enough, but he's not. He is the most, the best pitcher as far as stuff goes on the staff, and he can't throw a strike when it gets down to it. So what you do is you put him in these fake prep situations. For example, <laughs> you got runners on every base, and you're trying to keep keep it put up a zero because you've got zero all game, and that's right. just like a pride thing. But you're winning eighteen to zero. Put him in. You know, can he do? It? And we I don't think they ever got runners on base. So I don't really. I didn't. I actually got to couldn't see the last three innings. Yeah, I left early also. But uh, not because I wanted to leave because we were winning. I love seeing us beat the snot right. out of people. But I had something to do. I left to go to church. Yeah, totally legitimate reason. I think that's what we should have from Sarantola. But it will be McLeod, Bednar, and Fristo. Um, we thought it might be Houston Harding, but Houston Harding will get some action this weekend. We yeah. want to throw some left-handed, so left-handed guys. They want to throw some left-handed guys too. Uh, because both lineups have a lot of left-handed hitters. Chris Lamona said, though, today or yesterday that we actually have a higher average against lefties. So I, I, I'm totally fine if they want to throw some left-handed guys. Uh, Houston pitched one inning in the midweek, gave up a hit. He needed that tune-up, and I think he'll be very, very likely. We'll see him probably on Sunday because that Brandon Smith, Landon Sims thing has been working out on Friday, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're going to do a uh, preview there pitching uh, – Staff, I put a bunch of asterisks by the Friday night guy. This is his first Friday night start this year. He did start a midweek game, okay, and uh, didn't do good. Patrick Wicklander. Wicklander? Wicklander? Wicklander. Wicklander. I would assume. I don't know. Been around for forever. He's a veteran. Uh, Left-handed pitcher. No no wins or losses in five appearances. 2.51 earn run average. One of their best relievers all year. One of the most consistent guys. 14 strikes to 14 strikeouts to four walks in 14 innings. So it's a little bit good, good ratio. It doesn't walk you a ton. Um, not the biggest strikeout guy. And it actually, a strikeout per inning is really, really good, but we're just used to, we yeah, have all these pitchers that have way more than yeah, that. We're used to two. We're used to, we're used to, Landon Sims has gotten 36 outs and 30 of them were strikeouts. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. But, um, really, really good, uh, Ratio with the 14 to 4 has given up about a hit per inning, but only four runs. Has given up five extra base hits. So 15 hits, five of them are extra base hits. 15 hits out of 14.1 innings. That's a, a little bit better than a hit per inning. So I think it's somebody we could touch up a little bit. They are not expecting him to go six, seven innings. They want four innings out of him. Anything else is bonus. Um, this is a second start. His last start. A hit and three walks to Oklahoma in a game that they lost. That was 10 days ago. Was really, really good his last appearance. He was in long relief against Alabama. Uh, the game that they got killed in, he mm-hmm. was not a part of that. He was doing good. So, they scored all those runs in like one inning. They scored 10 runs out of that 16 yeah. in the second inning. He was very bad against Louisiana Tech um, before, right before the Oklahoma game and was okay against some weaker competition before that. They played SEMO, you know, some schools like that. They wanted a veteran lefty out here and go. Their best pitcher, I think, on the staff 
It's either this guy or one of the relievers. Yeah, it's this guy, one of the relievers that we'll talk about in a second. I was kind of debating there. This is an all-time name right here. <laughs> if the, I, I want there, I think we should do every year an SEC all-name team for yeah. every sport. I want to do it. Like we should, at the end of the year, we should have an SEC all-name team. This guy is the all-name first ballot champion. Okay, you've probably heard it by now, just because it's so awesome. This guy's g- parent given name. He was born and christened Zebulon Vermilion. That that is a name that is so good that if you named a comic book villain that I would say I don't believe that that's a guy's name like yeah. that's just not believable <laughs> and it's a real person's name and Incredible. I bet his stuff is electric. Well, we'll get into that. So let's see. He's two and zero in four appearances. He's a Saturday starter, two point one three ERA, by far the best of any of the starters. All the starters hovering between two point one and two point six. So twenty five point one innings, which leads the team. Only twelve strikeouts, eleven bases on balls. That's not a ton of walks, but it's very few strikeouts. Um, and the ratio is bad. He's not your traditional pitcher. This is the pitcher that we don't want to see because it's that guy that gets a lot of ground balls. Guys are batting less than 170 against him because he, they beat the ball into the ground. He's only given up six runs in those 25 innings and 11 hits. He's getting a lot of contact. He's going long in games. He's going eight He's going eight innings in each of his last two games. He won both and gave up runner and run in each one. We cannot let that happen. No. This that is a nightmare scenario. That is what has gotten us killed against Althoff. That's what got us killed against Albright for Kent State. Althoff for Tulane. Uh, it's kind of what hurt us against Labus against LSU, but not really. He didn't go quite that long. What hurt us against Mize for sure? We're beating the ball in the dirt. We're keeping his pitch count really low because he's throwing strikes. He's uh, he's not um, letting us get over the top of the ball. We have got to figure something out against Zebulon Vermillion. That's a, a scary matchup for us. I think we can do it because we got Will Bednar on the mound. But the last guy we're talking about as a starter is Lyle Lockhart. He's a young guy, another left-hander. One win, one loss, and five appearances. 2.38 ERA, 22 innings, point, 22.2 innings pitch, 22 and two-thirds, 31 strikeouts. So if there is a strikeout guy on the staff, this is it. 31 strikeouts to nine walks, six earned runs, and 16 hits. So he gives up a few hits. Um, that's It's not as many hits as Wicklander, but he does give up some hits. Does not uh, – does strike out a lot of guys. So this is more our speed because we don't strike out a ton as a team. They do, believe it or not. So we'll get on to that later. All right, so I did some math. Pre- warning there, did some math. Yeah, those three guys, 2.31 ERA. Okay, that's pretty good. That's actually yeah, really, really that's good. that's very good. The rest of the guys, 4.68 ERA. Not very good. That's not great. <laughs> You'll take it, but that's not great. Right. Team ERA is 3.8. Um, now, their starter ERA changes when you add turn their best reliever, who only has 14 innings, into a starter because Peyton Pallett has a 3.93 ERA, and that's who's been started. He's going to come out of the bullpen this week, probably on Friday. Um, they've thrown 168 innings, 123 hits, 195 strikeouts, which is not bad. 84 walks, which is also not bad. They're they're walking a little bit more than they'd like and not striking out a ton, but it's decent. You're gonna that's the thing with Arkansas. Arkansas doesn't have a just downright dominant anything, but they don't have a great weakness either. There's nothing. There's not big any big holes in the team. They bat even all their lineup. Nobody's batting really under 240. Everybody's batting. Well, they got one guy batting over 360, but nobody else is batting over 320. It's just a little bit weird. 
everything. They're really solid. They're a really scrappy team. Go through some of these relievers. Peyton Pallett, he's supposed to uh, would have supposed to start today if they had kept their normal pattern. He had a terrible game against Alabama, and he's coming out the, out of the bullpen. 3.93 ERA in five appearances. He's one and one in 18 innings. He's allowed eight runs, 31 Ks. Little so there's a strikeout guy. 10 base on ball, so we'll walk you a little bit in yeah. those 18 innings. Kevin Copps, nine appearances to lead the team. He's 4-0. 1.38 ERA. This is probably the next best pitcher or the best pitcher after Zebulon. 13.0 innings pitched, two runs, 22 strikeouts in those 13 innings to five walks. This has got to be – I mean, when you put up those stats, it makes it seem like the best pitcher on the staff. That guy will strike you out. Um, the closer is Jackson Wiggins, six appearances, 1.59 ERA, three saves, and just 5.2 innings. He's only allowed one run, and he's gotten 12 Ks in those five innings for three base on balls. So those three guys, those three relievers, are more of their swing and miss guys. Uh, and they, they, they now they did burn some key relievers in the midweeks. Midweeks, you could argue that they burned four pitchers, but they probably only burned two or three. Uh, looking at their pitch count, I don't know how they manage that staff. I know that uh, – they used to have a pitching coach that was destructive to their pitcher's arms because he was the pitching coach we had in 2017 where <laughs> had nobody to pitch. Yeah. Uh, but none of these guys – I think uh, you're, the main three guys in the bullpen you have to worry about is Peyton Pallett used to be a starter, and then Cops and Wiggins are both really, really good. As a bullpen, though, overall, it's still just a four-point – almost a five ERA. So it's not – again, not electric, not elite as a staff. Take home is that they're 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 not none of these starters, even Zebulon Vermillion. Zebulon Vermillion is the closest thing they got. And honestly, he he might be about where we want him to be. But the competition he's seen past Arlington has not been great. La Tech's probably the next best team. Right. I would say La Tech over Alabama right now. Yeah. Uh they're not all off. They're not Luke Albright. They're not Jaden Hill and they're not Marceau from LSU. This are they're not Russell Smith, and they're not that guy from Texas. I forget his name. They're right below that. If that's the the top tier, they're right there. But these are – there's none of these pitchers that they're going to run out there or are we just going to tattoo either. Right. You know what I mean? This can be a, a scratch-and-claw type of weekend. Right. Exactly. Going to be – this Arkansas team fights. Yeah. If that's, if there's, they're a veteran team. They're, they know what it takes. They don't. They they stay. They put their keep their foot on the gas for all nine innings and and then some. They've had to go some extra innings. Yeah. Had to go extra innings to beat Southeastern Missouri one game. One by a games, but had to go in extra innings to beat La Tech. Uh, had to win games by one run against Murray State. So they played in some close games. However, you know they jump out to that number one ranking after the Arlington weekend and Ole Miss loses, and then they kind of been nursing it along. They lose three games in a row at one point. Uh, then they blast Alabama. They win two good two, two games not that close against Memphis. So there might be – you could argue that since Arlington, they're playing the base, best baseball right now. But they have several weeks where they're just kind of limping along and trying to stay undefeated in close matchups. And, look, it takes wins like that just yeah. to, to have a win streak. We've, we've had, had a few of those. We have had, we have had plenty of those. Not recently. You know, we lose that game to LSU, but we blast LSU the first game, more or less. Went, do win a close game on the road in the Southeastern Conference, but you blast UNA, you blast Samford, uh, you really take care of just of uh, of Eastern Michigan, two of those games, and one of those games, you know, it took some heroics. But there is not just, what am I trying to say? 
the team's not dominant. Arkansas is really, really good, but they're not just dominant in any one facet. So we're going to get to their hitting. They bat a whopping .005 average points below above us at 279. Most of the everyday starters are between 290 and 240. Like I said, they've got one guy at 304, that's Bradley Slavens, and the guy that's been there for forever, Casey Opitz, pacing the team with 364. Great, great catcher, doesn't strike out a lot. Uh, that's going to be a tough out all game. Um, Slavens is also a big home run threat, so you got to watch out for that. Arkansas has hit 31 home runs this year. That's in Bomb Stadium. It's a little bit more of a hitter's part than we have. They also, it's a lot thinner air up there, that higher, a little bit higher altitude than down here. I don't think it makes a huge difference, though. I, I'm not going to sit there and act like they're not a home run team. Right. They are. We've hit more doubles and triples, but just less home runs. Um, and actually, in center field, their park is longer than ours, but in the corners, it's it's right. a lot shorter. They have now. This is the take home about their offense, and this is why I think we can be really successful. In 157.1 innings as a t- hitting club, they've struck out 171 times. We've played about 20 more innings and struck 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 an out about 40 less times. That's a big deal. That's yeah. a big gap. If you if you make that back to even and just play the averages, we're striking out you know, 60, 60 less times than them. Uh, they've got 101 walks compared to our 112. So they're walking less than us in uh, less innings, but but about the same there. So that just tells you if they're walking about the same and they're, uh, they're walking about the same and striking out way more that they're, I don't know, big swingers. You got the home yeah. runs. That's, that's what I see with that. They're trying to – they're not going to swing at bad pitches because they're not going to. They're going to they, take. They they're going to take daddy hacks, but yeah. they're not going to swing it. Swing at stuff they shouldn't swing at. That's right. what I'm trying to say. Because their walks are pretty good, but again, they do strike out a lot. Strike out way more than us. All right, so everybody's favorite part of the show. <laughs> My favorite by Gavin's far. Gavin's favorite part of the show. We're going to give y'all the right fielder report. So, Caden Wallace, this guy, he played infield and DH during the midweek. Okay, but in the weekend series he's played, he's had uh he's all been in right field. So if he ends up in third base or something, don't come for us. All right. I will have to do some more quick research in the stadium if that happens, but I doubt it. He might get a big head cuz you know, some of these outfitters think love to just go play some infield and just act like they're, you know, all American over there. We I've had that happen with some uh, people I know. He's 16 for 61 and bats 262. So he's not lighting the woods on fire. Four home runs, seven RBI. Freshman. You know what that tells me? We can get to this guy's head. Yeah. Freshman out of Greenbrier High School in this Arkansas. This is his first true road experience. This is his first true true road experience outside of Louisiana Tech. Right. And I don't know what they have in right field of Louisiana Tech in the Love Shack. <laughs> but it's not. I could imagine it's pretty bad. It's if not they the right field rowdies. It's not. It's it. It's not. It's just not. This will, it'll Greenbrier be a fun High School. So if you know anybody from Greenbrier High School in Arkansas, you know, find out, you know, something embarrassing they did. We can bring it up. Instagram very easy to find. Caden underscore Wallace ten. Caden Caden is C A Y D E N, C A Y D E N underscore Wallace like it, you've, like you always spell Wallace ten. Facebook is super easy to find. You can go look it up. All right, we're gonna uh, keep it. A little bit light here because I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit confused here. We could not find a mother's name. I, I'm worried her mom might, his mom might be deceased. I couldn't, we couldn't find it on Facebook. Devin's a Facebook expert, so she did all this for me. Um, 
sorry about that. Uh, animals can be unpredictable. But anyway, I got Devin to let me know. That's my girlfriend, for those of y'all that don't know. To do the Facebook stalking for me. I did the Instagram stalking. Uh, don't have a mother's name, so let's leave that out. If his mother has passed on, please let's not bring that up. Right field rowdies. I don't know if that's the case or not, but it does have a stepmother. Stepmother's name. And look, these are all totally easy to find on Facebook. It took her like two seconds. So I'm not just digging into this person's past to tell y'all to just make fun of his family because all of y'all could have found this just as easily. I'm just saving you the trouble. Christy is his stepmother. Christy uh, Wallace Browning or Browning Wallace and her his stepsister is Kaylee Browning. No girlfriend. And that's always the go-to. Yeah. We could not find a girlfriend on Instagram or um, Facebook, which is inst- interesting. You always assume that baseball players always have girlfriends. Yeah. I don't know if that means this one's just more of a player <laughs> or if he's just socially awkward or maybe he's not into maybe, girls. Maybe, yeah, maybe he just enjoys being single. Maybe he just enjoys being single. I meant like into the into something other than girls. But yeah, maybe he just enjoys being single. Last thing I'll tell you about him, no errors yet. We, no errors that yet. should be a goal of the right field rowdies. Right. One error this weekend. We saw a left fielder commit an error on Wednesday. Yeah. Love to have it. We saw a right fielder misplay some balls for yeah. sure on um, on Wednesday, but no technical errors. So let's get an official error in the book on the right fielder. Throwing error, fielding error. Fielding error would be amazing because yeah. the fielding, fielding error, it's like happens right where you're at. You know, he just yeah. lays a ground ball or something. Yeah. Hilarious. All right. Keys to the game. We're going to be here a little bit, but we're going to get to talking about it. Some fun facts about Keys to the Game. This series has been a sweep. I'm not calling it a sweep this year. I don't think think that. This series has been a sweep every year since 2016. Since 2014, Arkansas is 1-8 and eight in Duty Noble Field. Mississippi State, this is the most preposterous thing on here. In the last, in the new dude, Mississippi State is 13-1 and one against top five teams. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's insane. Uh, keys is, we do this all the time, don't let the starters go long. They're going to do the piggyback thing that we like to do on Friday. As soon as as soon as Wicklander is spent or runs into trouble, they're going to run pallet out there unless it's just a, a, knock, a knockdown drag out. We've scored 100 runs, which I don't expect. Um, key, if you get to pallet and burn him and then burn one more, make them use somebody on – Friday that they that they need to that they, other than the two guys that they already played on using that would be a big key, especially if you win that game. Now on one hand, if you if you get two pallet and you're in the later inning, seventh, eighth, ninth inning, and they have to use somebody else, if first of all it's in the ninth, they can go again. But if you get to somebody in the seventh or eighth and they're using somebody good, that means the game's still in hand. Yeah. Uh, or that they're ahead. So that's I don't like that, but I would like to get to to somehow find a way to burn two relievers on Friday. Because we shouldn't, you know, we we've run we've had several weeks in a row now. You only really burn the one guy. I'd like to burn at least two, three might be asking a little much. If we can two burn relievers or three, burn their starter and one reliever. I mean, that's 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 if basic. Can, You're gonna do that. No, nah. I don't think there's no way Wicklander goes eight innings. There's no way. I mean, but we've seen it happen in the past. I'd like to get Wicklander out of there they, early. They and want then, for it. He Paul Paul. Dave Van Horn said in the press conference that anything after, other than four innings is extra. If we don't burn right. two starters, we've messed up. Right. I mean, he straight I would up like, himself. Yeah. I would like to get him out early, and then you burn Pallet at the minimum. 
Oh, at the min- that's that's off all pallets only going to throw once. I don't think he's a starter. Yeah. I don't think they they make him th- or supposed to be a starter. I don't think they throw him more than once. You're gonna burn two. It just can't we burn three? Let's make it more than yeah. two. We can, can we burn four? Uh, I doubt you burn four guys. I doubt if if you throw four guys, one of them can throw again. Mm-hmm. I think you might can throw. Winkleiner's a reliever. If we get him out early, he might can throw Sunday. Yeah. So let's see. Next is don't let Vermillion. By the way, don't let Vermillion go more than six plus. That's tough. That's easier said than done. Uh, that's probably the biggest threat. I think is letting that guy is is hitting falling falling behind, but especially letting that guy uh, cruise. Don't want to cruise. Um, all the games that we lose or almost lose are games where guys didn't have to burn a lot of pitching and the starters did really good. And it ends up hurting you for the rest of the series. So we don't need that from Zebulon. At least one of these guys has to get hot and play because we've seen some play from playing around with the lineup here. One of these guys has to get hot. Rowdy, Scotty, Logan Tanner, and Hatcher. Scotty wasn't in the lineup to start on Wednesday, but he ended up there and he got a hit. Rowdy, we expect him to play. Uh, I don't see why Logan Tanner or Josh Hatcher wouldn't play. But Josh Hatcher had a good weekend at LSU, and in the last two games has been a little bit off. We need one of those guys, especially if it's Rowdy or Logan Tanner from the right side, one be of those huge. guys have to be has to, has to get ready, yeah. has to be good. Um, let's see. Scotty had a rough two games before the last two. Hatcher had a rough two games. Logan Tanner has had, has had tough luck since Friday. He had a good game Friday. And then Rowdy, he's been reaching base but just not getting hits. Mm-hmm. One of those guys needs to hit the ball. At least three of these guys need to stay hot, okay? And everybody else just needs to be normal, but three of these guys need to stay on, stay hot. That's Cam, T.A., Tanner Allen, Braylon Skinner, Lane Forsyth, Luke Hancock, and they have to get stay hot and play. Here's two guys that probably won't play a ton, but they may. Tanner Leggett and Kite McDonald. Kite McDonald's a base hit machine. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I'd love for. I guess, I guess he can't field either yeah. that or either that or it's just a small sample size that he can't hit as right. good as we think. But he hits nothing for, but doubles. I'd love to find a way to get him in the lineup though. He's pinch just, hit a pinch hit situation. You've got a guy that struggled at the plate that day or that weekend. Yeah. Um, and you've got a left-handed pitcher, especially run Kite McDonald out there. Yeah. I trust him. Yeah. I trust Tanner Leggett. Cannot have a dead hitting day. We've said that a couple weeks now. Gonna have to manufacture runs, but I would like the big inning should help us too. We the big inning has helped us in a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Um, helped us against LSU. Uh, definitely, definitely helped against Tulane and Kent State, and um, or I guess Tulane and, and Eastern Michigan. I guess Kent State we we win again a couple games handily. Yeah, but the big inning is a lifesaver for us, and it definitely helped in Arlington. You have a couple big innings against Texas Tech to put that game away. Almost had the big inning to finish off TCU. But we're going to have to manufacture ones and just not have a dead day. I'm worried about having a dead day on, especially if it gets rainy and kind of dreary on Saturday. The, this schedule might be messed up on these games, okay? They might push some games around. Be prepared for that. There's like, last I checked, like 16 I wouldn't be surprised chance. if we play a doubleheader at some point. And see, that doesn't play. If they do a seven inning doubleheader, that is not good. No. Because we have the better pitching. Yeah. So that's not good. Um,. One thing I want to point out, we've been doing these hitting experiments, you know, lineup experiments. We did one Wednesday. We, we did, had an experiment against Kent State, and then we kept it through Eastern Michigan, and then you changed things up again for LSU, which I'm totally fine with. I guess that was the plan all along, to have Skinner out there. And then you changed things up Wednesday. 
Coach Lamonis has a knack for hitting the right buttons. He's done it this year, time and time again, and he's done it in year in the last year and the year before. When he makes changes, they work out. I'll tell you another guy, Andy Canazero was good at that too. Yeah. Andy Canazero put in the right pinch hitter, it seemed like eighty percent of the time. Yeah. Arkansas is doing some pitching experiments. And you can say we are too. And from an outsider's perspective, we're definitely experimenting with pitching wise. It looks like that. Really, it's been by necessity. It's not because it's not because we just are trying to figure things out. I right. feel like they're just trying to figure some things out. And they might say different if you talk to an Arkansas fan. But our hitting experiments need to go better than their pitching experimentation. I think the lefties' last key is lefties have got to do right. Got to got to got to limit these left-handed Arkansas hitters. That's really all you got there is McLeod, Christian McLeod, and, and uh, Houston Harding. Hootie. Yeah. I wrote Hottie instead of Hootie on the thing. I guess I'm a, <laughs> I mean, his girlfriend might think so. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, do you use – I would think you maybe use Carmouche. Maybe you use Rokos and Tuller. I don't know if they if they made the 30-man roster this weekend or not. Uh, maybe because they're left-handed. Uh, Coach Lamonis acted like he really wanted to have some left-handed guys out there. So you'll have Houston Harding for sure. We'll have Christian McLeod. Go right-left a lot. You know, if you get, if you get if it's if it's – McLeod Brett, uh, Smith, that has always worked. I guess you're going right, right if you keep the pattern on Saturday. Yeah. But even if you go, uh, if you go Bednar hard, I think this could really be effective. And I don't know if we do it, but Bednar hard, a m- lot of movement, uh, overpowering from the right. You put in Hootie, and they get right when they start to get used to him. You put in Hootie. Yeah. Soft throwing, big control guy, nasty changeup yeah. from the left. You could be that could be damaging. And then Fristo who's kind of a mixture of your he, – he's more of a control guy, I would say, than a power guy. And then you can run Sims out there after him. I, I don't know if it makes it – if you – Sims and Sims and Fristo – excuse me. Sims and Harding. I mean, you kind of get the situation I described on Saturday, on Sunday, if you right. run Harding out there, kind of. Right. So I don't know if you mess with the, the good thing that works on Saturday. But it would be – I would be fascinated to see that on Saturday yeah. of, of Bednar Harding. You just mix that up and it's like, wow. Like, yeah. that's, those are completely different. Very, very great, but completely different pitchers. Expectations, um, what what have you got? Kind of what you have here in the notes. I think Lamonis will be able to push all the right buttons this weekend. Uh, what you were touching on earlier, it seems like he just always – he's a great situational coach. Uh, he can find his way through some rough spots, and if things aren't – perfect like we need him to be he can normally make things work with what we've got uh and this is a loaded roster loaded bullpen so really you can push just about any button and you'll have the right answer but i think that uh this plays to lamonis's strengths this weekend just find the right guys in the lineup yeah. i think he'll find the right piece to fill in at second base whether it be leggett or scotty or i whoever think you're else. right and but another thing i'll say is even if the hitting takes a step up and it needs to i think the story, if we win this weekend, is still going to be your pitching. Mm-hmm. It's going to be McLeod, Brednar, and an improved Sunday start. I don't think you can – not that it was – it wasn't, you know, the bad news bears with, McC- when, with Saratola's games. It was just, you know, not throwing strikes, a little bit of control issues. <laughs> Excuse me, guys. <clears throat> Bless you. But uh, I still don't see any, any situation where we don't have a better Sunday start than last week. Yeah. There's no way. All right. Anything else? I guess we're what, predictions. We, we both think it's. What do you think? Anything? I think. Different? I think we win Friday Sunday. You think we win Friday Sunday? Yeah. You think Bill Bednar loses a game? I think. I think Bednar gets a non-decision. I think we need to. 
We're going to do score predictions? No, no. That is that's way too Yeah, that's way too much. Well, like, we have this whole thing for predictions, and it's right. just, you think we're going 2-1? Yeah, I think we're going 2-1. Or we think we're going 3-0? Oh? Yeah, I think we're going 3-0. Oh. I mean, yeah. I we haven't us, disagreed yet either. I expect us to win the series, but not sweep. I want to just have some disagreement, but if I call for the sweep, it won't happen. I mean, that's just... Yeah, we, we, we simply can't call the sweep, guys. I'll tell you what. We win 2-1. and one. Okay. We win We win two games. I'm kind of like you. I'm more iffy about the Saturday or the Sunday game. More excited about the Friday game. Yeah. We win two and one this week. Okay. We win our midweek game next week. Even if we don't win the midweek game next week. We win two and one this week. I will call for the sweep against Kentucky. Oh, I will too. Well, then that's the other <laughs> point. Okay. I, I would be willing to do that, though. Okay. I think I think okay. you're right. If we, if we win a series against Arkansas, we better sweep Kentucky. Yep, you're right. All right. Anything else to go with that? Nope. All right. All of that said, we're going to uh, be back with you on Monday. Okay, so here's the deal. Basketball, 2 o'clock against Louisiana Tech. The NIT Championship, that's the semifinals, is will be on Sunday. So we can guarantee you, unless <laughs> an act of God changes the schedule of that tournament, that we will have an end of the basketball season episodes like half episode be about basketball that'll take a lot of play unless we sweep <laughs> then we'll have some baseball to talk about. it'll be a long episode but we're yeah. gonna talk about basketball end of the season we will have that yeah. end of the season episode it'll be a, a lot better one than it would have been two weeks ago after the sec tournament for sure um we'll have the end of the season episode on monday come uh next week we'll again we'll preview the se- we'll review the series preview our midweek game and get into a little bit more spring football things well i guess not because you won't be there tomorrow i'm not sure if you're there tomorrow we'll talk about it yeah i need one of these shirts by the way that's nice yeah thank you gavin's got the black the black state script long sleeve dry dry fit fit with the the maroon mississippi mississippi the shape of the state on the left sleeve with a gray outline and a gray star for Starkville. What's on yep. the, anything on the other sleeve? That's, no, that's we got tight. nothing on the other sleeve. Uh, football is doing with the state script. A little bit. Listen, in the next two years, we'll have a state script uniform. I hope. I, I don't want a state it. script uniform. I, I don't want, either, you know, the little, like, but I right think here, we will. Right here. I, I mean, you We're can't, rocking y'all with can't state script across all sports. Right. I would like to see where we've got the Mississippi State banner logo. I'd like that to be replaced with the script. I got you. I got you. Or maybe I've seen some people put on the helmet. I can't do that. I don't know. I don't. Not a fan. I like. I like the, the logo. The flying M was fun. Uh, I don't know about the state yeah. script on the helmet. Maybe, maybe on the back. That just kind of reminds me. You remember a few years ago when Notre Dame did the pinstripe football oh, uniforms, no. Oh, no. and they were awful. Bad. Yeah. What's we could do? Uh, you know how we've had years when we have bulldogs on the back, yeah. Instead of our nameplates, yeah. we could do state on the back. I would not hate that. I think I would. You would hate it. Yeah, I think I would hate it. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I, I thought about how that would look because the yeah. S has to be huge for right, it to work, right. and on those, all the letters are the same size, yeah. so that it wouldn't just, work. Yeah, it'd be atrocious. Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't work. Well, we've got we've had some better uniforms, real much better uniforms, the last couple of years. Yeah, so I, whoever we're going, we're going in the right direction. Go. But but we, I have noticed that all the teams are trying to use the state script now, yeah. which is good. I guess it's a baseball thing originally. Yeah, but uh, all right. As always, swing your sword. And Hail State. Hail State.